Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you here on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here on Super at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hernando. Brando? Brando, though, that's catchy. That is pretty catchy. Brunando is catchy. Yeah, that that's one I, I could get behind. I'm good with it. I want I, you. I, you, you want to talk about like some one stop shopping? Put the Brunando right next to Malcolm Reed's shop, and I mean, now we're now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. You're you're wiping them out. Oh, like my wife and I just go there, and like she goes to the coffee, I go to the bar. Honey, you uh, you go over there. You're going over there. there. You get yourself a scone. I won't be long. <laughs> All right. Wherever you live in our fine state, it's a simple trip to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and you can have it shipped right to your door. Enjoy the same coffee we're getting in Starville and Tupelo every single morning. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. And guess what's back in stock? It's the Mike Leach uh, favorite, the... uh, the hoodies and the uh, what? What is it? the the the? What's the, crew, the, the, crew, the hoodies? Yeah, the, the black and white state shirts. I saw they were back uh, as of last night uh, over at College Corner. So you got to get them quick. You know they're going to go fast. But check them out: collegecornerstore.com or the two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Restaurant Tyler Starbucks flagship restaurant, best blue plate in town. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then for dinner, I, 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 you know, it's just weird that, you know, somebody who can do both. What do they say? I'll find you somebody who can do both. That's what yep. Restaurant Tyler does. They, they provide a great lunch that everybody, you know, what do people want for lunch? They want country cooking. They want Southern food. They want the blue plate. But then what do people want for dinner? They want, you know, white tablecloth, five-star dining. Guess what? I got it in Wonder One Roof here in Starkville at Restaurant Tyler. Robbie and I are going to talk about football in the second part of the show in the hopes that something will happen in the next 15 to 20 minutes. I don't feel too confident about it. Let's start with basketball, though. This is a huge game for Mississippi State as they welcome Ole Miss to the Humphrey Coliseum. One o'clock tip-off, CBS national audience. It's hard to believe the way this team has played the last couple games, and especially the way they played Tuesday night. Three weeks ago, this team was ranked number 15 in the country. So they're not too far, you know... (laughs) I feel like that rating was always a little overinflated just because of the, of, the, of the the win-loss record. But at the same time, defensively, they played really, really well, and you had to recognize that. But now you're starting to see when they when they play SEC-caliber teams, 
it, it's tough to hold up defensively like that. And then they're just not getting enough points. The good news is with Ole Miss, they're not a good basketball team. It's going to be a very ugly game. Uh, it's going to, it will probably not be much over 112 combined points. I mean, if you told me right now the final score was something like 58 to 52, I got no problem buying that. Bet the under. But Robbie, I went back and looked. Nine of the last 11 years, so basically going back to the start of Rick Ray, State has dropped the first game in this series. And in almost every one of those, it felt like there was it was a moment where if State had won, they would have picked up a lot of momentum, that they would have been, you know, got things going in the right direction and could have, you know, maybe made their season a little different. And Ole Miss just comes and lets all the air out of the balloon. And honestly, I feel the same way about this game on Saturday. Yeah, this is a big one. And we'll we'll see if, you know, this continues to hold this pattern that they've had, or if that was kind of a um Ben Howland thing or what, but State needs to win this ball game badly. You've had two uh, – the Alabama game at times was was pretty competitive, but two disappointing games in a row for the most part. Um, you know, the Tennessee game was just woof. But this is a chance <laughs> yeah. to kind of – this is a chance to get back on track. I mean, you got Georgia coming up who just beat Auburn. So that uh, – you know, earlier this year that looked like a game that was uh, very winnable for Mississippi State. But you're now in a very tough territory here. You got Ole Miss and then Georgia and Auburn on the road. Then you got Tennessee again uh, after that. So you need to come out of this pretty good before you get back in the Tennessee game, and you really want to win this ball game. You're going to have, I feel like, a pretty good crowd. Uh, I think it was – was it sold out? I haven't seen a – I haven't seen a thing from Mississippi State about that, about being sold out. But I, I definitely expect a good crowd for sure. Yeah, so I mean, but you need to win this game. It's a rivalry game. Ole Miss is is not great. They've played a little better in the you know the start of uh, SEC play. Both of these teams have played some really good teams, but State's got to to find a way to win this one. And you know, you, of course, you got Ole Miss again uh, later this year on the road. So you don't want to go into that with an opportunity to get swept in the series. This is not a good Ole Miss team. This is probably it for Kermit Davis. You need to start landing some knockout blows and get the team back on track, too, because, I mean, you're still sitting here at 11-3, and three, Ryan. You're yeah. still sitting here in position to make the end of the tournament. in great shape if you just get this win. Yeah. Yeah, you can't lose four in a row because then you start yeah. talking about the snowball effect. Yes. Ole Miss is led by Matthew Morrell. Mississippi State fans will certainly remember him from last season where he, had, he just he did one of those things that Ole Miss does against Mississippi State. They have one guy just come up. And not only have a good game, but have a great game um, in their win in uh, in Oxford last year. And then uh, Deshaun Ruffin, everybody's familiar with him, was the state's top player as a high school senior. Uh, the guard out of is he Callaway, yes, yeah. Uh, he's you know been working his way back from injury. He's only played in seven games this year, but averaging double figures. Those two guys are, are, you know, the players you have to watch for Ole Miss. But I, and I, I have an interview coming up in just a moment with Michael Katz from the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. You know, the thing with Ole Miss is they are, if you if you're a fan of six pack speak, the rat theory. It seems like they have one of those every year when they play Mississippi State. For Mississippi State, can they have a rat? Can they have some guy who, you know, we've been talking about Tolu Smith, but who is somebody that for Mississippi State that maybe you're not counting on right now that could pull through and have a big game and make a difference in this one. So I guess if we were going to go 
three P parlance, we'd call it the X factor. Uh, maybe Shaquille Moore. It's a good choice. He'd been kind of under the radar in the last few de- last few games. Obviously, been injured and a guy that can get kind of streaky. His three point percentage is really bad, but he's a guy that can knock some down. So that could be a guy that I could look at. Maybe Deshaun Davis. I'm looking at guys that that are willing to you know throw up the three point shot a little bit. Um, Eric Reed, somebody like that. Maybe a Keyshawn Murphy. You need you, you definitely need like Keyshawn Murphy and the guys that are actual like actually like good offensive basketball players. You need them to get some more minutes and to create some opportunities for you because state just does not have that offensive presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's just not very many guys on this roster that you look at and like, yeah, if you need to go get a bucket, that guy can go get you one. It's kind of like it, it feels like kind of a fluke when some of these guys make shots. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate to say it that way, but I mean, that's just where that's where they are right now. This is a team that's averaging, um, what are they averaging per game? Like sixty points? Yeah, something, 67, something along. Sixty-seven points. Yeah, sixty-seven points a game in this day and age is not great, but you're you're giving up fifty-seven points, so that's you have one of the better defenses in college basketball. You just got to find a way to score more. Because you, you're, you're going to have nights like you do at Tennessee where <clears throat> Tennessee's able to hit some shots and you're not playing your best defense. I mean, how are you going to counteract that by being bad and on, on the offensive side? I mean, they've got to figure th- some things out. And I don't know what else Chris Jans can do with this particular roster. I just – I do not think that this roster is built to score points. That's that's kind of the issue. And that's the issue they've been dealing – like nothing has really surprised me here. I mean, I – I didn't think they would get beat by 30-plus by Tennessee. Like, I thought that their defense would be good enough to hold teams down routinely. Um, but this offense doesn't surprise me at all. This is what we knew Mississippi State would be. It would be very difficult for this team to win ball games offensively in this league. They were going to have to be great on the defensive side. But you're looking at now just trying to pick up some wins here and there. Maybe eight wins in conference can get you in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're looking to do and kind of survive this year um, because this is not Mississippi State's year, regardless of what that you know the first part of the schedule looked like. This team was always going to struggle at some point uh, to win ball games because of the offense. So this is not Mississippi State's year. The best days I think are ahead for Mississippi State, and it's it's not Chris Jan's fault. I mean, this is the hand that he's been dealt with his uh, with his roster, but they just got to find a way to chip away, find some wins here and there, and, and get in the tournament and build off of that. You mentioned you know scoring, and a big part of that has been free throw shooting for Mississippi State. Uh, looking at the numbers in their last these two SEC games, this is a hard one to say, man. But they're twenty five of fifty three from the line in the in the first two games. They've left. I mean, that's twenty eight points potentially, you know, given to you. And I don't expect teams to shoot a hundred percent from the free throw line, but you know, they 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 missed enough free throws to beat Alabama. Period. And then against Tennessee, they were seven of seventeen, and you know, Ugh. it wouldn't have made a difference in the game. But it's that's still just an ugly, ugly stat. Chris Jans asked about it uh, on Thursday at his press conference. Said, "Look, I've tried everything under under the sun, and, and and free throws is one of those things that's very frustrating for fans because they feel like you, you watch an NBA game and guys just drain their free throws for the most part. 
All right, you watch Unless good college basketball teams. Teams just drain their free throws. From them. You just expect teams to be able to shoot 70-plus percent at the free throw line. So when you see it's under 50%, that's frustrating. And it's also one of those things like, you know, you hear about it, practice free throws. It's one of the, it's just, it's right up there with follow your shot as things you're going to hear a fan say at a, at a basketball game. I mean, you can only practice so much. It, 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 the pressure of it is obviously getting to Mississippi State. That's my biggest concern in this game is that Ole Miss is going to do everything they can to put State on the foul line, and State can't do anything with that. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a problem. And like Christian said, I mean, what, there's not much else he can do, I guess. I mean, they, they they do practice them. It's just not working. And I think it's kind of in their head right now. We, you know, we, we've seen that before with teams, whether it be free throws or layups or whatever. Sometimes it gets in your head and you don't really know, um, you know how to get out of it. And it, it just takes having some success there at the line and, and getting into a routine to really get you going. But, I mean, just looking at it, I mean, Tolu Smith is 55%. From the line, yeah. DJ Jeffers fifty nine percent. It's just, it's mind boggling. Like I, I just don't know how they're that bad. But it's it's obviously a problem. It cost them, like you said, against. I, you know, it's only really cost them, I guess, in one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do think if they, I mean, if they're able to hit, they lost by eleven to Alabama. You get eleven of those free throws. You go twenty nine of thirty six from the foul line, and you and you're going to overtime. Mm-hmm. And that's still that's asking a lot. I mean, that's that's still a pretty good percentage there. But I mean, you cut that thing in half, and that the cut your misses in half at least, and you're in, you're in pretty good shape. You're in position to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Drake, they were five of nine. So that I mean, it didn't really. I guess they lost by four. Right. I mean, they could have hit all their free throws in one, but. That didn't really hurt them, but it's going to continue. So it wouldn't have hurt at all, yeah. I thought they lost by four. Yeah, they did lose by six. Never mind. Um, but anyway. Um, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't look at the score. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, like that, that's something that's going to hurt you again down the line if you don't fix it. And I don't – he does – he's kind of at a, at a point where he's kind of, you know, at a loss with this. But it's just going to take, I think, Mississippi State getting some consistency – hitting free throws and getting into a groove. And it, it does feel like, with me anyway, that like what you just said, like if you see them go in a couple times, if you can start get somebody on the line and they hit the first two, I think everything else kind of falls into place, right? I feel like it's just a, a question. It, I feel like it's more mental than anything else because, and I've talked about this before, you don't get offered to play college basketball if you can't shoot the basketball. Nobody has ever been offered to play college basketball based on the idea that, well, they're a plus defender and I can round out their offense. No, never happened. It's always been guys who scored double digits in high school and you know everything else just comes along with them. Uh, so I know these guys can, at some level can shoot the basketball. Tolu Smith at some point was a, a good shooter of the basketball. State's got to find a way to get some easy buckets, get some things in transition. That's what surprises me about State sometimes is to be so good at defensively and to force turnovers the way they do, they don't get a ton of transition buckets. And that's 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 an issue. You know, you need to find three or four easy layups a game that you're getting as a result of, of your defense. If you're going to play defense that good, it's got to turn into something on the opposite end of the court. So a lot to figure out for Mississippi State. Ole Miss is more about figuring out, do they want to be on the court? When you watch them play, there's just not a lot of juice there. And I think part of that, and I've mentioned it before, is 
those players aren't dumb. They know that Kermit Davis, you know, his job is in jeopardy. And by and large, I feel like that's kind of, and I'm going to ask Michael Katz about that in just a minute, but I feel like that seeped into their locker room. I don't know how much Ole Miss basketball you've watched this year, but probably they just don't look like a Kermit Davis coach team. Yeah, usually have a little bit of an edge to them. And, um, you know, some some of the teams that Ole Miss have, and then, of course, this teams at Middle Tennessee definitely did. But And, and I, I do wonder, you know, Deshaun Ruffin is probably their best offensive player, and mm-hmm. he's still trying to get back into into a groove. They've had a lot of turnover on their roster, so they've got, a, they've got several new players in there that are tr- factoring into the mix and all that. Um, it just doesn't look like a team that's really in sync. Um, Matt, Matt, Matthew Morrell has been pretty good, and he kind of had his breakthrough game against Mississippi State last year, and he's been pretty solid the rest of the way. I, I thought he was going to be, you know, um, what the dude from Kentucky was a couple years ago, but he he was pretty yeah. solid most of the way, and he's been uh, pretty good this year too, 14 points a game. But it's just a team. I mean, like what would you say is their strength? I mean, they're solid on the defensive end, I guess. I don't really know what I look at and I, and I say, you know, they're really good at this. I mean, they don't shoot the ball well. Um, their rebounding is okay, I yeah. guess. I, their I don't three-point really shooting is awful. I don't know the last thing I saw that was – they're 29% on the season. So, the, if not this game, the game at Ole Miss, they will shoot lights out. Yeah, you can, you can tell. Well, one, of the, one of the two places, they will shoot lights out. That's just that's, that's how it goes. It is. You're not you're you're not wrong. <laughs> we see we've seen that movie. Before, Look at you speaking that. things into existence. Please stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to this interview real quick, and then we'll come back and do maybe a quick uh, version of the three Ps. But uh, I talked earlier today to Michael Katz. He covers the Rebels for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal uh, and got his thoughts on Ole Miss basketball and on this game. Joining us now on the podcast for the very first time, Michael Katz. He covers the Rebels uh, for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. Really great guy outside of that being a Dodger fan thing, but we'll let that slide today. Uh, no response? Uh, not yet. I, you know what? Uh, the, the Dodgers are kind of messing me up right now, so I, I really don't. I, 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 I'd be mad at it, too. Good, good. I, I appreciate people who are mad at the Dodgers. Uh this is going to be an ugly basketball game, Michael. There's just really no getting away getting away from that. I haven't seen the uh, the the betting numbers on it yet, but I would advise just about everybody to bet large on the under uh, between these two teams. Let's talk about Ole Miss for a second because they've got a couple of good players in Matthew Morrell, who State fans will remember absolutely torched the Bulldogs in Oxford uh, a season ago, uh, and then Deshaun Ruffin, who you know is the state top player as, as a high school player and is. Has you know been battling back from injury, but has been getting better this season as the season goes. They, they've got a couple of pieces. Why isn't it working for this Ole Miss team? Well, it's it, it's funny you brought up uh, that it's going to be uh, an ugly game. Ole, Ole Miss does not play a lot of pre games uh, yeah. these days, just in terms of uh, kind of what they are. And and you know we've we, we've seen them compete and, and we've seen them stay close, but this is a team that tends to dig itself into really big holes and. Uh, you know, against Central Florida, I think it was 21-0. Yeah. Uh, against Alabama, they were down 20 in the first half. Um, they they dig themselves into these holes, and then they, you know, they figure something out, and they make things interesting. Uh, but they just do not – they are not equipped to 
come back from deficits that they find themselves in. And, you know, they're, they're like in the 250s in scoring this year. Their field goal percentage is right around 43, something like that. Uh, you know, the defense is okay. The rebounding is okay. Uh, but when, when when they dig themselves into these holes, uh, they are just not – they're just not built to come back from that. And, uh, you know, I don't know a ton of teams that are built to come back from, you know, 21 nothing deficits. But, uh, you know, Ole Miss is definitely not one that, uh, you know – I, I would take under those circumstances. Like you said, they've got some really nice players. Ruffin is still kind of trying to figure it out, but you know, Morrell is when he's, when he's going, he's going, he's really good. He's a sniper from, from deep, uh, you know, Caldwell and Abram have, have looked nice, but um, there's just not a lot of consistent offense on this team. And and I think is, as, as we've seen these last three games, starting with that North Alabama game, which was really kind of a stunner. Uh, the offense just disappears. The other thing that strikes me about this Ole Miss team is that, you know, with, with with Kermit Davis, you just expect a certain level of effort. You know, he's always been a guy who who got great energy out of his players. And when you watch this Ole Miss team, I, I don't see that at all times. Maybe that may be a kind way of putting it, but they, they don't play with a, a ton of effort and energy throughout the game. How much of that is just – we all sort of have an idea that Kermit Davis probably isn't going to finish, you know, isn't going to be there at the end of this season. Yeah, you know, how much of that is is maybe seeping into the Ole Miss the locker room there, or, or is it just something else? I, I'd have to imagine that you know, any time that those sorts of things are have been, you know, and this has been a conversation for for a bit now in terms of what his future is, and obviously we won't know uh, until you know whatever happens happens, but. Uh, I'd have to imagine it has to affect guys. Um, you know, when we we just had an egg bowl where there was a coaching conversation and we saw it uh, affect one of the teams in a big way uh, for a few weeks. And it, I have no question that it contributed to the way that Ole Miss ended its football season. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I do think there is something to be said for that. I also, it's it's, I think when you're maybe not seeing the results that, uh, you want at this point, you know, when it's, it, it, you know, this is kind of the same thing that a lot of these players have ha- have seen for as long as they've been here. Uh, you'd have to think that at some point it, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't know if I'd say hard to listen, but, uh, you know, maybe you don't take, you know, all of the the coaching things that you took, you know, when you were a true freshman or when you first came in. Uh, as well as he did. I think there comes a point where maybe it it falls on deaf ears a little bit. And so, uh, no, you're right though. When when you look on, um, when you look on the sideline, you know, you can see it kind of seems like a one-way street in terms of the emotion coming from, uh, you know, Kermit and whatnot. And, and you don't always see it from, from players. And uh, no, it's, 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 it's not what you want to see if you're a fan and, and if you're a player, I imagine, uh, when you see the season kind of going the way it is right now, uh, you'd have to probably say, you know, here we go again. And, and I imagine it's it's kind of hard to to be there for 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 times like this. It's such an odd series in, in in the way that it plays out year after year. And and what I mean by that is, since Rick Stansbury left Mississippi State going into the 2013 season, Ole Miss has won the first game of the series nine out of eleven times, and it became sort of a running joke for us here on this podcast about Ben Howland that you know he would have momentum and things would be going okay, and you think maybe people are going to get on the bandwagon, and then he plays Ole Miss the first time and he loses to him, and everybody just gets just gets angry. This feels like a huge game for State in in that 
in that way for me because I think State finally needs to get off the the schneid on that and and win this first game against Ole Miss and and snap this three game losing streak. What does a win mean for Ole Miss at this point? I mean, there's the obvious, you know, it snaps a three game losing streak, all that sort of stuff. But uh, you know, to start off phone three in SEC play uh, when the schedule is just <laughs> getting worse and worse. Uh, I don't think you can really afford that. And I think where this team is, I, I, I hate to use the cliche, they need to see a win. And, you know, that sounds like really obvious. Everybody needs to see wins. But I think this is a team that really sort of needs that little boost. And, you know, they 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 made it really close with Tennessee in their SEC opener. And, and they lost that in heartbreaking, you know, by four or five, whatever it was. And, you know, then they get blown out by Bama. Uh, I think I think this team needs something to feel good about itself with, and you know, beating State obviously it does that, um, especially you know with with how State started the season and just kind of all the you know all the all the the, the attention on that program, and it's it's well deserved. Um, but you know, I, I think Ole Miss would 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 really kind of like to take some of the momentum back and, and just have something to uh, you know feel good about. You know, how the rest of the season plays out, who knows? But you know, winning these rivalry games, I, I think, can go a long way. And, and I'm not saying that if they win this game, they're going to make the tournament or anything like that. But uh, I think you'll see maybe a different, a, a different sort of attitude, and, and maybe a, a different sort of, uh, you know, may, maybe they respond a, a little bit better to to, to situations that they haven't uh, so far this year. When the when Ole Miss has been able to have success in this series, it's usually because one guy really steps up and has a big game. We mentioned Morrell. Brian Tyree was a notorious Bulldog killer in his career at Mississippi State. Devontae Shuler a few years here ago in Starkville had a big game. Outside of Ruffin and, and Morrell for Ole Miss, who's somebody that you could see maybe having a little bit of a breakthrough game and, and putting a lot of points on the board? I think it's got to be one of their bigs, and then they've got a, a few that um, you know they they brought in this off season uh, as transfers, and um, you know the, the results have been a little bit mixed in terms of of what the product has been. But uh, you know, with with Thimbala and uh, and and uh, Akuba and and guys like that, I think they sort of need that strong interior presence, you know, you're, you're going to get what you get with Morella and, and Ruffin in terms of perimeter play and, and, you know, Ruffin more than, than Morell in terms of getting things close to the basket. But I think they really need to establish those bigs. Um, another guy I would say is, is potentially Miles Burns. Uh, he's a, he's the guy they got from the NAIA school, uh, loyal in New Orleans who won a national championship there. And, and he was pretty bombed after that North Alabama game. And you could just sort of see it, wearing on him a little bit how things had kind of gone and so uh i think a guy like that too um you know he's a he's a six six foot kind of combo forward guard uh you know is is he a guy that's going to score a ton of points not necessarily but uh, i think he brings the sort of mentality that this team needs he plays really hard defensively and he'll get his buckets Uh, i I don't know if he's going to pop off on the stat sheet but I think if if Ole Miss is is is, is going to do what they have to do, I think there's a good chance that he puts his imprint on the game uh, one way or another. Just not really asking for a prediction, but just how do you see this game going Saturday? You know, it's 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 funny that you that you brought up the the fact that Ole Miss tends to win the first one and and State tends to win the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I really like <laughs> this team has just been such a coin flip in terms of what you're going to get. Uh, on a night-to-night basis, I, I, I think 
I, I don't know if they're going to win, but I do think they're going to look a lot better than they have in recent games. And uh, I don't know if that's not necessarily a, a, a bold, you know, a, a bold take uh, there. But uh, I, I think, you know, they, they do tend to come to play for these sorts of games. Um, I, I do think it is a, a, a not, maybe not a good matchup, but I think they're equipped for this type of team. Um, and I think that adrenaline can can take you a long way in games like this. So, um, like you said, I, it'll be a close, ugly one. I, I don't. I, the thing I always worry about with Ole Miss, not worry, but always think about with Ole Miss is uh, if if things are, are going bad, are they going to have that one guy who can put it on his shoulders? And you brought up guys like that, and sometimes it's Matt Morrell, um, but Matt Morrell is very very streaky, and so. Um, you know, if he is not on his game, I think it's going to be tough, but, uh, I have no doubt that it'll, it'll be a really good game. Uh, but if you had to ask me for a prediction, I, I, I stopped the prediction business on Ole Miss basketball a long time ago, <laughs> uh, as, as Nick Suss once said, uh, he once drew a Venn diagram of, of things that make the sense in Ole Miss. And they were just two circles that never touched each they other. Never touch each other. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. And, I totally and, get that. I totally yep. And it makes a lot of sense. Having lived in this state. My entire life, basically, yes. I, and a lot of that true for Mississippi State as well. Michael Katz covers the Rebels for the uh, Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael L. Katz, K-A-T-Z. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, thanks to Michael. Appreciate his time. Robbie, give me give me a guy to watch in this game. Is it, is it going to be Tolu Smith, or is there somebody else you want to keep an eye on as a playmaker for this game? I think I'm going to go with um, DJ Jeffries. Something about him, I feel like he he's going to have a big game. Mississippi guy, um, a guy that Ole Miss recruited coming out of high school. I, I think that he's going to be able to come through. He's actually played I, – I thought he's played pretty well this year. Um, you know, as far as his production offensively, it's not always there. I mean, he's not a great shooter. You know, he, he's sometimes he makes some – mistakes on that end I think he's done a good job defensively he really rebounded the ball well against Alabama I think he's going to have a big game I'm, I'm going to go with DJ Jeffries I think they're going to have a game plan to try to take Tolu out just like everybody has been everybody's kind of it, it's it's gotten to the point where I think Tolu's really kind of frustrated um at times because teams have game planned to stop him last three games he has single digit points and he had two rebounds against uh Tennessee so, you know, I feel like they're going to do something to try to take him out. This could be a game where someone like Dita Jeffries can can really expose some of their weaknesses there and where they're trying to take away something. Maybe he can uh, come through with a big night. I'm going to go with Tolu Smith because I think in, in a rivalry game like this, you, you, you need your best player to step up. And you mentioned it. That's back-to-back really poor games for him. He needs to He needs to get off the schneid. So he needs to be double-doubling it up in this game. Um, and if he's not, I, I don't know. I don't know if Mississippi State can, can beat Ole Miss. The, the thing about Ole Miss in this, or I guess the thing about this game to me is this. State is better than Ole Miss, but they're just not so much better that they can just show up and win the game. They're going to have to play well. They're going to have to play much better defensively than they did uh, Tuesday night, which I expect them to do because Ole Miss is just not as good a shooting team as Tennessee did. But they're also going to have to make some shots. They're going to have to find some offense in this game. And I think that starts with Tolu Smith getting buckets down low. That opens things up for everybody else. It opens up things for DJ Jeffries, like you just talked about. So I'm going to go with Tolu Smith. What about a prediction? Who do you got in this one? 
I think State's going to be able to bounce back. Probably will be another relatively low-scoring game, but I think State's going to play defense pretty well in this, and they're going to come through with some big plays down the stretch. I would, I'm going to say State wins uh, 68 to 54. 68-54, that's a big win for Mississippi State. 14-point win and almost seven. They pull away down the stretch. Okay. I think State wins, and I, I want to I say something here. You remember last year when we did this podcast, like right after that first Ole Miss game, I said, I don't care what the situation is, I'm betting on Ole Miss to win this first game. I'm going to go against my gut. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> because I'm telling you, I'm not going to be surprised. But I think State is just better. And I feel like Ole Miss, even here in just in January, is sort of playing out the string a little bit. Now, maybe that's a, maybe that's a bad assumption on my part, but maybe they'll show up on Saturday. But I just believe in Mississippi State's ability to, to, to play defense and hamper what is already a poor Ole Miss shooting team. But I've got it lower scoring than that. 60 to 56 is my final score. Close game. Close game. Mississippi State wins, though. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Getting going to be cold this weekend. That might be a good time. Break out the Dutch oven and make a big pot of chili, big pot of vegetable beef soup or whatever it is you want to make. But know that your best recipes all have beef. And if you're looking for recipes, you can always go to the website, msbeef.org. They've got a ton of great stuff to show you how to cook. And, of course, they got a lot of great information about our beef providers here in the great state of Mississippi. So check that out, msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Just talking. To, yeah. Maybe i got to revamp how I do commercials on this show. Because, buddy, every time I do them, I get hungry. Maybe that's part of my problem. I don't know. I think you're just, you're probably hungry all the time, though. That's, I think you're. I think you're jumping to a conclusion there. A little support would be nice. A little, little, little. You fun. don't think I support you when I when I try to go out to eat with you like two or three times a week? No, I, I meant like supportive. Like Brian, you shouldn't eat so much. Want to keep you around for a little while? Why would I take away something that you enjoy? I mean, everybody else does. So you know, I'm just saying. Uh, that's true. Um, Join I do the party, enjoy too, my brother. friend. What now? Join the party, my friend. Yeah, I know, right. People getting married every day, you know, losing what they enjoy. Uh, I enjoy Two Brothers, and it's a good, great place to eat. We, you and I will definitely be there in the very near future um, because it's just so good. Every time you go there, you have a great time. The food is always consistently good. The people are nice. It's a great location. It's just a great restaurant. It's one of my favorite ones, not only in, in Starkville, but in the entire SEC. When people say, where should I go in Starkville? Two Brothers is always my first recommendation, and it should be yours as well. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every business promises it. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it, and they have been delivering it for 47 years. Nobody keeps the doors open for that long unless they're taking care of their customers at a really high level. And that's what they have at Advantage Business Systems. They treat you like a neighbor and not a number. When you need technology for your business, copiers, printers, um, laptops, computers, whatever it is, call Advantage Business Systems. And if something happens, something goes wrong, and you need service, you just call the same number. Call talking to the same people. You've already built that relationship, and they know how to help you. That's the difference you make with Advantage Business Systems. You're not talking to somebody across the ocean. You're not talking to somebody who's like, oh, I can be there in a week, 10 days. None of that. 
It's people here in Mississippi. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue in Jackson, the home of the Collegiate Collection, the best collection of polos and quarter zips for fans in this state. And when I say fans, I mean state, Ole Miss, USM. If you really want to wear something for the Saints right now, God knows I don't, but I'm just saying it's available. What about a bag on your head? Why don't you take that towel up your head and just, you know, just shove it up your, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. One of the hottest teams in the league right now. Oh, now they're about? good. Now you jump back on. I love this team. I told I told Stefan and those guys that when we were watching the game the other night I, how much I love that team. The entire game. I never once said I hated that team. Or anyway, threw a chair or anything like that. I don't even know who won the Saints Steelers game. The Steelers won it. They did. Okay. Good for them. It anyway. was it was tough to watch. It was. Saints are hot right now, too, but it's all meaningless. Um anyhow. If you want a great-looking polo, a great-looking quarter zip, if you want the logos that you want, and like I said, that goes for Ole Miss, too. They've got, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't like that, uh, that you know, squiggly mess that is the Ole Miss logo. They got, they've got better stuff for you guys as well. Check it out, The Rogue in Jackson, therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Well, unfortunately, Robbie, the only coaching news that we've got uh, here on the Twitters involves the Texas Longhorns. Uh, as they fired their uh, head basketball coach, Chris Beard. What an odd situation <clears throat> that is. Nothing new on the Kendall Browse or any other uh, assistant coach front uh, for Mississippi State. A lot of optimism on the 24-7 message board, but as of this moment in time, uh, nothing is done, nothing is settled, and we, we will, it looks like we'll be playing the waiting game for at least another day. I'm sure that that, that being said, uh, something will happen after as soon as we hit stop on recording. But as it stands right now, no, no news for Mississippi State. Yeah, so far, nothing to report of substance. Um, it, it appears that Mississippi State has really honed in on hiring Kendall Browles, and I believe that they're that he is serious about Mississippi State. I don't believe that it's a negotiation tactic or. You know, and there might be some of that to it, but I do think that that he really is interested in in Mississippi State, and the Bulldogs have his attention. But there's been nothing so far. There's been a lot of people talk about you know the deal is done or whatever. That's not correct. There's no deal done. Um, nothing has been uh, finalized or anything like that. But I, I continue to believe that this gets done, whether or not with him before the weekend. I, I feel like somebody is going to be hired. Because I think Mississippi State really needs to get an offensive coordinator in here. So we just continue to wait, um, and we continue to have thousands of posts on the message board about it. Yeah, it's great for but, you, great for business. It's, it's good for 247, but yeah. um, and I know everybody's really excited about this and really interested to see what happens, but there's so far there's been nothing that, that's happened as we record this that would lead me to believe that they're close to a deal or anything like that. If you had to to put your, your own guess on it, you know, when do you think that particular domino, the offensive coordinator position is filled? Because I feel like if it's, if it's not browse, we're probably looking at at least ended well into next week. I don't know. You know, that they've had conversations with m- multiple guys. So I think that they could, 
you know, swing to somebody else relatively quick. I, th- I still think that something can get done pretty quickly. We will see on that. And then, of course, you know, still trying to figure out the other spots and, and what's available. You know, there hasn't been – only Drew Hollingshead is, has made his departure official. We all expect Steve Spurrier to no longer be on the staff. We have heard rumors that Jason Washington and that Jeffrey Phelps will no longer be on the staff. We haven't got any confirmation on that one way or the other. Um, I, I don't I don't believe that that is uh, true about uh, right. you, Jason you Washington. The other day, that you think Washington is going to stick around? You, and and I think you mentioned on the message board, or or maybe it was somewhere else that there could be another change in 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 position for him. It's just more about keeping him on staff as a recruiter. Yeah, I think that's entirely possible. I think it's really going to bowl bowl down to when they get the offensive coordinator hired. I think you're starting you're going to start to see the dominoes fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever they go, but I don't think anything's been decided yet on Jason Washington. And the same for Mason Miller, who I think that Arnett would prefer to keep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, all that is still to be determined. We just have to play the waiting game, I guess. Like I said, I'm sure as soon as I hit this stop recording button, it'll break and we'll have to do this again, but we'll see what happens. If If there is any update, well, you'll never hear this part of the podcast. We'll just put it that way, so. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right, guys. Uh, if you're traveling to Starville this weekend, please be careful. If you run into Robbie or myself, please say hello. We always love meeting you guys, and uh, and we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Big game for Mississippi State. We'll recap it hopefully uh, early on Sunday, but if not, well, it just kind of is what it is. We'll talk about it then. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.